0: And we're live. I guess we're live. We're not really live. We're recording, right?
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So uh, good morning, Lucas. Good Morning, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining me bright and early. Yeah, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. Hey, I like to start off uh, every episode with kind of who you are, give you, let you give your, your little spiel, uh, what you're about, uh, why people might need to follow you, and then how they can follow you.
1: Well, Hi everyone. My name is Lucas Mack. I am. Um, I I wear many hats, many many hats. So, um, professionally, well, let me start off personally. I'm a um, husband of coming up on 14 years, father of three, uh, three beautiful children, and uh, that has uh, paralleled my professional journey, where I've been a TV reporter, different uh, markets across the country, then came back to Seattle where I'm originally from where I live now and to the ABC affiliate as a reporter and then had an idea to start a marketing business. So I started that and ran that, built that um, to a seven figure business and um, sold, sold part of it off and then started doing management consulting. I'm a published author. I'm a musician, I'm TEDx speaker, public speaker, um, podcast host, all sorts of stuff, man. So um, but, my main mission to ask what i 'm about my main mission is to see is to see people heal from trauma and pain and especially men so I come from a incredibly abusive background. Um, I attempted suicide at the age of twenty um, tried to to escape the pain that I was facing my whole life and then um, from twenty to thirty six years old, I just Tried to grind it out and outrun it and grit it out and be that, be that beast in business. And um, I couldn't outrun the pain. So in 2014, I I started having flashbacks of, of the abuse that I endured. And then I went on this journey of healing, man. And I went to go into the darkness instead of running away from the darkness. So I help men, and I stand with men and and men and women. I coach, um, I'm a life coach to men and women, but not but and primarily helping men heal because I believe when men heal the world heals when a man can drop his wall take his mask off and actually be honest with himself first and then others about the pain the disappointment the rejection the the isolation the confusion all those things that he's not really courageous enough to say at a societal level because society says tough it out you know, isolate, alpha males are quiet. You just do your business and keep going. But that's at the detriment to their soul. That's at the detriment to their life. All suicides in the United States are higher than they've ever been. Historically, even before the pandemic, but 79% of all suicides in the United States are men. So men are hurting. And so what I do is walk with men to help them heal. Um, I lead men's summits and retreats. I do coaching. I do a lot of stuff, brother, but my whole mission is to see the hurting in this world get healed and the healed go out and heal another.
0: I love it. A um, lot to unpack there. Love the new- uh, <laughs> before we unpack it, and thanks for being vulnerable and sharing all that, where where can they find you? Obviously, you're all over the place. Uh, where- all over the
1: place. Um, uh, Instagram at LucasJamesMac. Facebook. Um, you can find me, my website, LucasMac.com. You can find all 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 the links, all the good stuff, a lot of recordings, my TEDx talk, which, um, which has a lot of views and has helped a lot of people. Yeah. You know. can find a lot of stuff there.
0: Well, I resonate with your mission. Uh, I feel like we've had some similarities, and I've, I've been honored to be on, on your podcast too, so thank you for yes. that.
1: Yeah. Thank you, man.
0: Yeah. How, how old are you? I had, I had that question. 38. 38. Okay. Yeah,
1: 38 coming up on 39 in September.
0: 38 39. Whoa. Okay, so all this entrepreneurial spirit—where did that start? Uh,
1: I've always been a hustler, man. Even uh, grown up, I mean, I was selling baseball cards. I'd go to card shops. I collected basketball, baseball cards. I was selling anything and everything I could since I was a little kid. I didn't, we didn't, I didn't have, I didn't come from from a lot, so I was always hustling to try to figure it out. And I've been working, um hard since 16 years old my very first job was cleaning the meat department at a grocery store getting in there at five in the morning just power washing meat chunks it was it was nasty Uh, but I've just always hustled and worked hard and um, yeah I've started a few businesses some failed some have been successful and um, I've learned a lot more about myself, I've learned a lot from business and have incredible mentors, but I've really learned a lot about myself and all, all the pain, and I call it pain. A lot of people don't use these words like pain and trauma, but I don't like the skirt around it. It's pain or it's trauma when you get rejected or you up hurt or you feel deflated. That is a That's a form of emotional pain. But in business and being an entrepreneur, It brings out all the things that need healing. And sadly, and I work with a lot of of entrepreneurs too, they try to out knowledge it or get more wisdom or if they just read one more book or if I take this one more program or if I join this mastermind or there's some other like silver bullet out there that they keep striving to find, try to skirt around. The reality is they need to heal these things that keep coming up. So anyway, just as an entrepreneur, I learned a lot about myself, and then I help other entrepreneurs go in versus go out. So
0: uh, you talked about being 20, and obviously this entrepreneur uh, cleaning the meat department, that's gross. Uh, It's
1: nasty, man. (laughs) I mean, it smelled – I can't even – one time I gagged through up. Uh, I don't even want to tell you why. But it was gnarly. <laughs> it was uh, just, you know,
0: I, yeah, I mean, you kind of got to show up for that, too. It's like, well, I'm in it. I got to yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no uh, – it's either clean at the end of your shift or it's not. And if it's not, everyone knows who's responsible for it. So, yeah, there was no skirt in that.
0: That's funny. I, I, uh, I have three brothers and a sister. And my oldest brother is about 10 years older than I am. And he used to work on, like, cleaning pig stalls. And so, like, he oh, yeah. had overalls yeah. he had to wear. And he had a brush in the shower that, like – it just, like, I don't know how long you had that job. I don't know if it was a summer job or whatever, because I was probably eight years old. But I just remember that, like, your story is making me remember that. So.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Um, so, I, for me, um, the 20 years old, and you, you attempted suicide, yeah. and what, what clicked, switched, changed? What was the thoughts going through your head as you come out of that? and you've transformed your life and found maybe new motivation, new inspiration from there.
1: Well, it it truly in the purest uh, sense of the word is a miracle that I didn't die that night and it rocked. I grew up in a, a religious home and I had some semblance of, you know, I've always loved, God or the concept of God, the concept of love, because um, I never experienced it. So this concept of love, i craved, but didn't have a personal experience it with it myself. My whole experience was, if I don't do, I will be hurt. So I have to keep doing, which is exhausting. Like I'm only affirmed or loved or What's up, buddy? Dude, this is that. This is how all my podcasts go too. The other day, my daughter just came. We're mid deep conversation. My daughter comes, stands right next to me, and uh, asks me for milk. So, um, but I do bring. I I think entrepreneurs, men, society, we have been siloed. I think intentionally to keep us from healing because media marketing, advertising, makes money off people in pain because they think that if they just get one more thing, they'll feel better, which is the premise of materialism. But I talk a lot about spirituality and I I don't think us as human beings can heal unless we dive into spirituality. And for my well-intended, you know, judeo-christian friends i study with rabbis every week now i come from christian world it's it's ironic that they're taught outside these walls it's you know don't read or don't don't think about these things because the enemy you know quote unquote is going to get you which is no different than a cult telling people you know, only read these certain books and this is the way, or you're going to fall away. And what I came to the realization of is information is neutral and I want more information so I can make my own personal experience and call on whether that was beneficial or not. For instance, like I have read every religious text that I can think of. I mean, the Quran, the, I just finished a satanic Bible a couple weeks ago. I've read the king james bible seven times cover to cover i've read all the christian classics jewish uh, safers um buddhist texts i mean i read all these things and and sometimes it resonates with me where i'm like oh that's good and i feel like inspired and i feel it connect and sometimes it doesn't and i look at information and spirituality as it's neutral and everything is just a mirror for our healing so you asked me what I came from or what I, I took from that night. Very clearly I took that there is a power, a universal law. There is an origin of not only pain, but there's an origin of love. And I wanted to find that origin of love. Why didn't I die? I, I took my seatbelt off. I floored it. I, I gassed it as fast as I could. I tried to drive off a bridge hoping I'd shoot through the windshield and this semi truck, which I didn't see, came on this on ramp and overshot his lane, and forced me. An instinct forced me over, and he's honking. Cars are honking at me, and in an instinct, I I missed the bridge. And um, and I am like losing it, crying. I'm screaming, and I was angry at God. It's so ironic. I was. Ang- I was. Scared. Furious at him for not letting me die. Um, But in a whole bunch of synchronistic events following that, I realized that God is real for me. And that I wanted to find out what, what this whole existence was all about. So it took me on this journey to really, from 20 years old to 34 years old, I went consuming everything i could find i could give you a dissertation on <laughs> history and and the global i mean i consumed knowledge because i was so confused for so long but that was still external it was still things that i was grasping on externally to me it wasn't until 34 and the flashbacks and the abuse that i endured and and reintegrating first person memories from a third person childhood um that I started to realize that unless I go within and search, external stuff didn't matter at all. So this is a little esoteric or philosophical, I guess, this answer, because um, I want to be gentle to the listeners. I, um, but yeah, brother, it's, this physical realm is not all that there is. That is that is what I for sure came came away with. And so helping People integrate spirituality, business, emotional intelligence, um, history, reading, books, finances, family, husband, father, leader, health, mind, body, soul, legacy, friendships, um, helping people take back the definition of the word unconditional love or actually just love, which is always unconditional. There is no such thing as unconditional love because love's always unconditional. It's just people that have abused that word love and made it conditional for us to think that there's conditional love and there's unconditional love. There's only unconditional love. And the universe is built off this. This is why the day goes to night, goes the day, goes to night. The seasons go from winter, spring, summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always in regeneration. It's always in a, and it's always regenerating replenishing that's how the universe works and yet we like reject the universal law of like i'm going through this dark phase right now so i can heal so that i can be better and then the next dark phase i can heal and i can be better and i can grow and i expand we run from darkness we're afraid of the dark we teach children to be afraid of the dark versus to realize to go into the dark and then realize you're the light like man i'm the light And when i realized and I, i'm going on a tangent but
0: i love it man keep going
1: for my healing when i realized i went to this emotional intelligence training and they had me go to the most painful moment of my life moments in my life but specifically this one moment and i got up in front of a room with 75 people and and um, the reason i got up usually I, I was kind of a class clown growing up i'd sit in the back i'd always keep my back to the wall um, and I would hijack the room from authority if I felt the authority was going to in some way hurt me or, or something. And so I go to this emotional intelligence training, and a buddy said, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. So you have to do something different. You have to, if you're serious about changing, you have to do something different. And so I'm in this room and they're like, who wants to speak? You know, and even we've all been there, like any questions, everyone's kind of sitting around and I had like this like fight inside me to sit and be quiet. And I just got up, I stood up and they're like, okay, go to the front of the room. And this trainer took me through this exercise of the most painful memory of memory of my life. The lights are kind of dim in the room and 75 people I don't even know. And, uh, he took me through this exercise. He's like, you know, explain what's happening. I'm explaining what's happening. And he says, now turn around in your, in my mind in my memory, turn around and face, face, face it, face the person. So I do that and I start shaking, like terrified. I am back in that moment. But what was different in that moment is I was always, um, facing away from the person and turning around in my mind was such a powerful exercise to look at that person. And then the trainer said, Say, say what you want to say. Let it out. Get it out. Let it rip. And I let it rip, man. And it was that moment that I realized I have nothing to be afraid of right now. I'm a first of all, I'm a big dude. I'm almost six four, two forty, I'm a big guy. But I was acting like a eight year old. In a thirty, in, you know, in a man's body, I was still a, a, a scared little child. I had never integrated myself into myself, if that makes sense. I, you know, growing up, I could, I would disassociate. I would float above my body. I would see myself. I could, you know, if something was weird, I, I would dis, I was like gone. I was out of my mind. Like, you know, I don't want to be here. You know, I'd come back in conversation and realize that someone's been talking to me for ten minutes or so, and I don't recall one thing, but they are looking at me like I've apparently been affirming what they're saying because they're still rolling, but I wasn't there. And I have had to integrate coming back into my body, being safe in my body, standing in my power. And then now realizing when I take my mask off, when I'm talking with you right now in this conversation, whoever's listening, you, me, whoever's listening, realizing, whoa, what the, what is this guy talking about? I'm talking about having your own power restored back to you to take your mask off and to show whatever pain you're afraid of to say, you are not greater than me. I will integrate. I am the light. You have no power over me anymore. And so that's the longest answer to a very short question, but it's a deep question of what I learned from that night. And it's been a journey and, um, That's what I'm doing. I mean, that's why when I say I want to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal another, I'm, I'm I'm not messing around with that. I truly want to see people heal from trauma and have the courage to face their pain and then say the pain stops with me. As a father, it has been the greatest battle that I've overcome to not pass those heinous acts and behaviors onto my children and i've had to go in and fight and wrestle and then get angry at the person and people responsible for my pain when i look at my innocent children like what the fuck like what the literal fuck part of my french but now you good what the fuck and then have that grieving period of like, how could that have happened to me? But then go in and heal and bring more love, bring more light inside myself so that I don't hold that. I can forgive these people because they were operating out of hurt. They didn't have the courage to heal, but I'm not going to pass it on to anyone else. And I certainly want to help other people not pass it on to anyone else as well. So that's, that's, that's yeah, brother.
0: And, and and a lot of courage there too, like a lot of courage uh, to 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 break the chain, break the cycle there. And uh, I take notes when I'm when I'm writing this. And you said something about it, just uh, being bigger than us, and you know noticing that. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was something of the lines of like a saying that I've heard, and I haven't spent enough time really to dive into it. But hurt people, hurt people, right? Yes. And, uh, what I added onto the back end of that on my notes is heal,
1: healed people, healed people. That's right. Healthy people, heal people. That's right. That's what I say. Yes. Yes.
0: So, uh, I definitely feel that there was a question in there. I, and again, I appreciate you opening up and laying it all out there. And, uh, I, 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 my, as if, if anybody's listening to my podcast, they definitely know how open and honest I am. I started the whole podcast with, uh, laying out the dirty laundry and, and you talk about going, going into the dark. And I, I kind of grew up pretty similar, man, like hmm. operating only out of fear.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: As if, if I do this thing, the only option that I'm, that is, that could happen is a bad thing or yeah. pain or hurt. And so we don't lean into that thing. And as you have kind of identified is there's an extreme amount of growth in there. And there was a question I had for you, uh, because, you said everything is external, right? I'm chasing, chasing this book, I'm chasing this feeling from this person, from this, 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 this item. And it, it in my head was kind of clashing with the um, quote, I believe from Tony Robbins is progress equals happiness. And I think maybe I wanted to kind of pose the question to you is like, what's the difference of progress is happiness. Do you even agree with that? And then how that differentiates itself from putting everything outside?
1: Hmm. Uh, I've been to Tony Robbins events. I love, uh, I love Tony Robbins, um, his teachings. Progress does equal happiness. The question is what precedes what? External progress is temporary. You, yeah, you will feel better when you are hustling and getting work done, but it it is not sustaining happiness. I'm talking about joy springing forth from within. I'm talking about literally when I, before I even get out of bed every single day, I've not missed a day in close to three years now. I don't get out of bed until I thank God for returning my soul within me with compassion love, and loving kindness. Thank you. I don't even take my consciousness for granted any longer. I thank God, it's a Jewish prayer. The Mo'adani is: I thank you, a living and eternal King, for returning my soul within me with compassion and loving kindness. For great is your faithfulness. That's the English of it. Now, think: Where were we? Sleeping is. You want to talk about. Um, you want to talk about progress. Where are we when we sleep? And what a crazy concept that we willingly, without fear, check out just. Boom, gone. And where are we? We're the most vulnerable. Someone could come, you know, attack us in our sleep. We're literally checked out. And then all of a sudden, this miracle happens every single day. We wake up. And so what I'm saying, progress, yeah, it does equal happiness, Going inside and facing it is the greatest progress you'll ever make so that when you take external steps to make progress towards a vision, dream, goal, your purpose, your strategy, your, you know, all that then is aligned and it's not a need to prove, but it's only an extension of your being, your calmness whether it happens or doesn't happen or it happens because you say it happens it doesn't happen because you're striving oh, i gotta get i gotta hustle i gotta make 100 calls i gotta get these no what am i inviting into my existence today i am so thankful that i'm even conscious now what am i going to create today and i i after i say that prayer before i even get out of bed before i even move i'm still when i'm aware then i start focusing on what I want to receive, not create, receive. I want to receive, receive 10 new clients this month. I want to receive X amount of dollars this month. I really believe that the greatest spiritual and physical position for one to be in is wide open like a tree the branches spread out wide, receiving all the light, all the rain, all the wind, all the darkness, all, the, all of it, cold, warm, whatever. And all of that makes that tree stronger and allows the roots to go stronger. So vulnerability, which I talk about a lot, you want to know what vulnerability is go and meditate at a tree, go, st- go stare at a tree for an hour and just watch what the tree does. The tree is not concerned about other trees. The tree does not care what the tree down the, down the way is the tree is solely in itself experiencing that present moment branches open wide not defensive, not trying to prove. And what do trees do? They bend towards the light. They're not rigid, they're not dogmatic. They're not, they're not the ones that are die, you, we see those. But the, the trees that live, bend and move towards light. So to answer your question, yes, progress does equal happiness. I do believe that. I mean, we feel better when we're making progress. But if it's just external progress, it's not sustainable. We have to go in and do the inner work for having a sustaining joy to even be alive, the gratitude to even breathe. And then when we go, maybe that progress isn't what we thought. Maybe we learn and we pivot. Okay, cool. It's all learning. It's all growth. I
0: think right right there, what you just said is, is, I think it's the, it's the definition of, of, of what is progress, right? Is progress the extra dollar is progress, the, extra friend is progress the extra compliment or is progress the the internal type of thing which is I've developed I've overcame this I'm doing air quotes for the audio listeners you know the negative aspects of myself where I hate myself and I think uh that translates or transitions right into what you're talking about is uh, you know I'm wide open right like and that's where I believe you're even probably talking about, but I'll ask you is where that's where you get your power back, right? Yes. Is, is when you can stand as not an eight-year-old in a 38-year-old's body, but right. as, as a 38-year-old in a 38-year-old's body and right. as who you are in this moment, who you've become and who you are becoming. I think there's a lot of power in that. And I think it's a, a lot of it is, a. <laughs> I was going to use the word simple shift, but it's not a simple shift. It, no. It's a lot of work, but the solution itself is, is rather um, simplistic.
1: Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. hundred percent. It's doing the inner work. If, I mean, think of this, if you want to keep society stuck and, and I'm not saying it in a nefarious level, but perhaps you could uh, look at it from that perspective. But if you want to keep people stuck, you do not teach emotional intelligence. You do not talk about the personal power that one has. As a child, what are we teaching? Literally, what are we teaching our children right now? In society, in the home? You know, this whole, the the racist narrative that's taking place of systemic racism, white privilege, all this, you know what? Every single parent, uh, black, white, all my friends, we talk about this. If a parent's not teaching their children to love all people, all colors, all cultures, all, all smells and, and fragrances, that's the problem. It's not about any specific group and not group. It's, we have lost the truth of teaching children the power comes from love. The power comes from doing the inner work to heal. The power comes from questioning our our motives and our intentions. The power comes from questioning why we believe what we believe and who taught us what we believe and who taught them what they believe and who taught them what they believe. And and where was the origin of that belief? And if I'm not a first person and I truly believe this, I wrote a book uh, that published back in 2013, I wrote a book called Everyone Has a Plan Till They Get Punched in the Face. And- I say, if you don't know that you're the author of your beliefs, you're being manipulated. Nefariously or passively, most human beings go through this birth death complex and never know why they believe what they believe. They just accept it. Well, I've grew up in this, who cares? The head of Hamas, um, son, this is a crazy story of a book. Uh, it's called The Son of Hamas. Beside, um, Yusef, He became a born-again Christian and lives in San Diego. I mean, <laughs> wow. Uh, the, the, what I use that as an example is just because you're born into a structure doesn't mean you have to stay in that structure. and doesn't mean the structure's right, and it doesn't mean it's wrong. It means that we get to choose – our own existence. And the greatest breaking away is to break away from the family structure of beliefs. That is the hardest thing to do. That is the first step though to freedom is to say, I'm actually going to choose what I believe. And if you reject me, I can see that it wasn't unconditional love. It was conditional, which has led me to this place of unhappiness, unease, un, you know, unsatisfaction, this guilt-laden thing. Okay, first step is to break away from that family structure of beliefs. They could be right. Then keep them on yourself, keep them of yourself. But if they're wrong, go find what is true for you. This old preacher, A.W. Tozer told, uh, has a famous quote. He said, a man with an experience, I can't remember if we talked about this on our podcast or not, but he said, a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument a man with an experience. If you've experienced something, no one's going to tell you, well, factually, logically, no. If you've experienced it, you know it. Know it. No one can convince you otherwise. And so
0: I think that's a big, that's a big, big thing there. And something that I feel like we're circling around something. I don't know what it is, but we're circling around. Like all these things are kind of circling into, I guess, maybe the unconditional or the love, right? And yeah. uh, the, the thing that – a simple example is I smoke because my parents did or I don't smoke because my parents did. Mm-hmm. And very few people are saying, I realize that my parents smoke." I realized that I have the option to choose whether I want to smoke or not. And I do or do not smoke because it is my choice. And that, that in itself happens in so many, that's religion, that's diet, that's uh, proximity of where you live, of how you dress. Everything comes back, in my opinion, to that. And that's something that I've had to learn in my, like, what is mine? Like, what, what, what is, what is kale? Who is kale? Um, like I'm, I'm actually, um, probably offline have some help with, with my book, but my book, um, <laughs> my book is titled Hi, my name is Kale and I don't have to pee. And, <laughs> and the, the reason, the reason the book is that is because I was seeing a therapist and, uh, I've, I going through my divorce, I saw a few different therapists, but then I saw one for myself and just kind of like identifying, um, she's amazing. She's nearly 80 years old. She studied, she traveled all around the world. She has various degrees, didn't graduate high school, but has various college degrees and, um, study with shamans and just a yeah. very wonderful person. And you know, it's like, she said, what's your name? And I said, kale. And she goes, do you have to pee? And I said, no, that's who you are. Do you get it? Like that, that is what you said is knowing, like yes. truly knowing. And, and I didn't, I did not know who I was like, like, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but it's nuos. Nuos is to know. Um, that's where the word, I guess, comes from. Uh, sorry if you're hearing this and I screwed it up. But um, And I think that is one of the the things that what you're talking about is breaking away from the family. And I, I wrote a word down here to keeps sticking out on my paper. Is just um, the evolution, right? Like, and it's happening so fast that how, what do I want to say here is the herd mentality, the brain, right? This kind of goes, this kind of goes to a thought of a lot of things happening right now, but the, the, the lizard brain, it, the herd mentality is like we would stick together. And if we were an outcast, that usually meant death, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I ran around with a hundred people and they didn't like me anymore and they keep me out of this so-called tribe, I was out there to face the world by myself. And for the most part that meant, death or that was the thought, you know, that would incur. So you would kind of abide by that. Well, fast forward to, to now and we've evolved to have, you know, a different viewpoint of not just being animals, right? Mm-hmm. Hungry, shelter, live, love. Yep. And um, I still feel like we're in this like huge transformation of getting out of this fight or flight lizard brain, um, limbic brain and yep. into this this higher being, if you will, of consciousness, where we are able to say, oh, now I have access to a tribe anywhere in the world, right? Because we're, you're miles and miles and miles and miles and miles away from me, but we're able to find our tribe. And so I do think, think even if I look back at like my parents, their parents, and so on, that wasn't the luxury that they had. They still had, they were a lot closer to that, tribe mentality the community the community fit and you could always run away from that and go somewhere but they were a lot closer to that And we've kind of evolved into that and I think um for me one of the things is you kind of touched on doing doing the right thing when you know something and I feel like right now we're you talked more like about the alpha male right I'm gonna I'm gonna read more and more book I'm gonna figure this one more problem out but I'm never gonna look at myself and a lot of it I think is I'm trying to tackle so many things right now in my head. Um, But I I feel one of the things I feel is a huge issue right now is the fact that we are malnourished. Um, Like I I feel strongly that a lot of people are in fight or flight and aren't able to get to this next level. Um, Most of the time, because they don't take it to the extreme you and I did where we almost committed, you know, suicide and we had to hit rock bottom most people stay far away from rock bottom because they're they're comfortable where they're at and one of the things that um, as i'm trying to kind of bring this together to make sense of it is i just feel like um we as a you talked about not giving children not giving people the right tools and like i looked at the educational process and what are we really teaching there we're not teaching them to be themselves and i'm actually excited that kids are going to be you know past the possibility that they'll be out of these forced sardine cans where they get bullied and aren't aren't loved they're feeling shame there's really no need to be there uh, but i really feel like one of the things is just diet right like we're not doing from an emotional and a physical standing point as best as we can we're pushing the money We're pushing you know something for profit We're pushing the dollar store like why why these powerful grocery stores Aren't I think when I was in the fitness industry, these grocery stores aren't there to make you healthy. Like no one's mission is to make you healthy as a grocery store. Not a single one. That's none of their executive meetings are about that. Yep. Not at all. Right. Yet we go there to get our nutrition. I was riding my bike with my boys the other day, and like we saw a mulberry tree, and we also picked some cherries. And they're like, "Are mulberries at the grocery store?" And I was like, "No." And they're like, "Well, why not?" It's like, well, probably because they don't stay well on the shelf. Right. They can't, they can't turn a profit on it, which makes sense in a way, but we're doing as a society, we're doing a lot harder time. And I think you and I have been, it seems to be blessed where we've had a breakthrough at some point where we can identify these things and like get to a a position where we're out of a fight or flight. And one way to do that is just changing some of these big giant issues that we have school systems, uh, education, school and education are completely different. And then just, nutrition like are we fueling the brain are we fueling kids to not smoke or not or smoke because their parents did are we teaching them to be independent thinkers and know um i think one of the things is like we do this a lot as parents or i see this a lot in parents is telling our kids no you don't feel that way no no that's not no that's not what you're really thinking
1: that's like you know what that's called that's called gaslighting when you deny someone's experience, you bifurcate their experience to your reality. And narcissists, that's how they control people is to to the very point where you could be hit and then the narcissist who hit you say, what, why are you crying? And you're like, wait, what, wait. And you start to question your own very existence. It starts very young, say no, you know, Tough it out, or suck it up, or no, you know, no, no, no. We don't, we don't cry. We don't cry. What the fuck? How do you think we're gonna heal? If we came into this world as babies and didn't cry, we would ne- we would die. Babies cry until they get what they need: food, comfort, warmth, and then when they're satisfied, they stop crying hurt people say don't cry don't express don't suck it up this is not how you feel this is how we do it. in this house we're this we're this name Bullshit. you know what you are you're a bunch of hurt people perpetuating pain upon the next generation and hey buddy sorry i'm swearing you kids there. and it takes courageous Liberators of souls to say i'm not going to do this any longer when you're saying the reptilian brain and, and um, the herd mentality, which I've read a lot of been in different coaching classes people talk about that, but I started questioning first of all, I understand animal and and but I would question is that would we and just stay with me on this thought. What if the person who breaks away from the herd wouldn't die, but actually lived? But you tell the herd, the one that goes away is going to die, stay in the group. And then the question is, is the group actually living? The quote from Braveheart, when William Wall says, all men die, truth, period. But not all men truly live. And if your purpose in this world is to not die, you have missed why you are here. And I do not believe in evolution so much as I believe in revolution, meaning the revolving of our soul entered this body to experience and learn what our soul needed to experience and learn. And if we, for whatever reason, block that purpose and have the courage to be that the hero of our own story, the hero of our own life, not the look for someone else. I'm not gonna leave this world and be like, man, Tony Rob is the greatest. I'm gonna leave this world being like, I was the greatest person I possibly could have been for myself and for my family and my loved ones and my children. I'm gonna be wrung out like a rag at the end of my days, whether today's my last day or 50 years from now is my last day. I do not care. I'm every day with the intention of gratitude, not wasting any moment and breaking free from everything that keeps me shackled to this system that like you said, the grocery stores don't care about our nutrition and health. They're just there to make money and they will always make money because we always have to eat. So I want to break away from that system and then come from the power of choosing. I choose or I do not choose. And I referenced that emotional intelligence training I went to. There was the very first exercise. It was so incredibly powerful. They said, um, or the first day, maybe it wasn't the first, first exercise, but they said, I want you to be as expl- explicitly detailed as possible. You're with a buddy and I'm, I'm partnered up with this gal. And they, I want you to say in detail what you have to do Monday morning in every detail. I get I wake up, I brush my teeth, I go to the bathroom, I you know, read, I meditate, I have to go to work, I drive, I, all these things. He says, So I want you to start with, I have to. Say, I have to, I have to. I have to wake up, I have to get, get dressed after this, I have to that, after have to this, after that. And then he said, now and we took turns. So I went through my whole process. The gal went through, my buddy went through her whole process. And then the trainer said, Now I want you to say I choose to. So I choose to wake up, I choose to brush my teeth, I choose to this, I choose to that, I choose to drive, I choose to go to work, I choose to work, da, da, da. and then we we exchanged turns. And then the trainer said, now I want you to replace choose with get. I get to wake up, I get to brush my teeth, I get to eat, I get to da da. da, da, da I go through this whole thing. And then he said, now we're gonna bring spirituality into this, and I want you to say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to wake up. I'm blessed to brush my teeth. I'm blessed to eat. I'm blessed to drive. You see, when we start to change our perspective on our present reality, we aren't actually victims to this present reality. No one is forcing us to do anything. We have just not stepped into the fullness of our power. We have, we have been like in the matrix where even the awakened Morpheus and Trinity and, and Link and all those people, when they go into the matrix and the agents show up, they run. That was the game. Agents show up, you run. Until Neo in the, within the matrix realizes, no. That was the change of the entire thing. He says, no. And he turns to the agents. The agents are like, wait, what? This isn't the game we were supposed to be playing. You're always supposed to run when I show up. And it took Neo to turn and say, no. <laughs> and when they shoot at him and he puts his hand up and he just doesn't play the game anymore. No, this is a game. And I'm, I'm choosing not to play your game any longer. And the bullets stopped midair. That is how, I, I believe that's why we're here on this planet is to wake up from this, simulation this game this everything's a game and we have forgotten how to play it and how to have fun playing it you it's mean, fun to play we've, this we've, game
0: we've we've forgotten i'm i'm because i have a couple questions and so um like one i think the power of no is something that i'm, I'm almost curious Is why is that the journey why is it the journey to break because i agree when i was actually talking about the herd mentality and like mm. the brain would say that we would die Right. Yes. But the question really is, well, I think you and I are the type of people to ask, like, why, but why, yeah. why, mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what's out there? Right. And to the point of what you're saying, I, I even agree. I feel like that, but what is, what is it that we have to relearn or revolve or re-evolve?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, what, what is that? You know, like, is that, is that the human experience is to come through? I think in stoicism, what is the, or Ryan holiday talks about the obstacle is the way mm-hmm. you know, that do, that makes me think, that makes me think of the, the story that I heard Jim quick tell. It's not his story, but I heard him tell it about the boy with the caterpillar who finds a caterpillar, the caterpillar cocoons himself and then the cocoon starts shaking and the boy's watching and it's starting to break free. And then the boy helps. Mm. And then the butterfly doesn't have the strength to break the cocoon on its own. So therefore doesn't have the strength to live. Yeah. Um, so I'm just kind of curious, are we meant to go through that or, or because I feel like the other side of that is like, if we take away their pain, so maybe like to your point is like, I, is what I'm saying making any sense to you? Yeah.
1: Okay. Our responsibility is to not to focus on alleviating someone else's pain. Our purpose is to heal our own pain, not perpetuate pain into another and stand with them while they go through their journey to heal from their own pain. You see, I got this one guy um, that was it got manipulated uh, by a family member of mine and reached out to me, started attacking me on Instagram. Um, Which is so crazy, but it's like, I don't understand. If you can't, if you can heal yourself and heal other people, why can't you heal this family member? And you're, you know, a hypocrite. And I said, first of all, I can't heal anyone. I've never said I can heal someone. I'm not, I'm not watch out for the people that say I'm a healer. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I won't perpetuate pain to another and I will stand with anyone willing to be honest to face their pain and heal. I'll walk with them. I stand side by side with them. I facilitate with them, but I can't heal another. They have to heal themselves. They step in and choose to heal that pain. And the, the caterpillar, cocoon, butterfly, the chrysalis process if we just look at ourselves as flesh and and a cellular structure without a soul that's what that's the great lie the great lie is we are just some mechanical structure with a programming system that is our brain and we just we have evolved to this programming system and you figure it out and you grind it up but the soul which I believe in Judaism, they talk about the three states of the soul, the soul before the body, the soul in the body, soul after the body. In Hinduism, they talk about the karmic law. You keep coming in and until that soul learns and heals all trauma, all karmic, there's no more pain passed upon another. You have literally freed yourself. And however someone looks at it, the the awakening in this reality, the the literal awakening, we are in an awakening process right now. The technological age, which has also enslaved man, has also been used to awaken man. For instance, you we talked about generations preceding us, they didn't have the technological age that we have, so they didn't have access to information, they couldn't just read, they couldn't hear a podcast like this. There was no access to this type of content before. So They were more chained. Were they wrong? Lesser than? No. They entered the game at that time. They entered this world. And I don't want to sound too like woo-woo, everything simulation theory. Say it all, man. However, I really do believe that this is a simulation. I really do believe that we are souls having experiences in bodies. We are not bodies that have a soul. And – if you think of all structures be it educational religious economic all these structures keep you down they keep you looking down they keep you at this plane of like i can't see above the the, the forest but when you take a step back and look at what is this entire system and why can't i do whatever i want in love and kindness why can't i liberate a million souls why can't i not when we realize that we can do whatever we choose to do, we're blessed to do whatever we want to be blessed to do. And we can step into that. Then there's no slave. There's no slave master. There's no master over us. We are the master of ourselves. And Jesus said, he said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. However, truth cannot be known apart from love. And I want to be, this is a really important very important part. If fear and truth, if, if it's reported as truth, but it comes from fear, it's not true. Why? Because we're not free from it. That's why the news cycle. News says the very premise of news says there might be a bear outside your door. Watch us and find out if you're going to be safe. It is the absolute system of fear. And we are consuming, consuming, consuming fear. Is is the news your reality? Walk outside your door. For some it might be, but that's their reality to experience their reality. That's not your reality to experience your reality. Walk outside your door. Go feel blades of grass. Tell me if that blade of grass is concerned about what the news tells you you should be concerned about. So that blade of grass is not concerned about what that news tells. So if nature is not concerned, if the world is not literally what the news tells you, then maybe there's a different reality. So love is the only thing that can bring truth to make us free. Fear, if it says it's true, brings slavery. So when Jesus says you should know the truth and truth shall make you free, it wasn't separate from love. Because the Shema is, Hero, Israel, the Lord our God is one, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And second, like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then from love, know truth, and from truth, be free. And I talked to uh, Gordana Burnett, one of Oprah's 100 Super Souls, a good friend of mine, sweetest. She's the Oracle. I call her the Oracle. We did this podcast together, and I shared, You want to know if something's true or not? if you can breathe more deeply. Oh, if you can. Oh, okay, that's that's true. That's good. But if it constricts, if it brings it tight, if it oh, if it makes you feel like I got to get out there and I got to I got to buy all the guns in the world, I got to lock up, the, I got to store the food, I got to That's constricting. It's not freedom because it wasn't true. True truth makes us breathe more deeply, and truth cannot come from fear. Truth can only come from love. This is why we're in a day and age right now where facts are, everyone's talking about facts. What are the facts? But are facts truth? This is a question. Are facts truth? And how, what if there's two set of facts? What if data sets are different? They're both facts. So if we are only at a place right now in society where facts are the basis of truth which is the basis of making us free and we're not free then we know that facts don't equate to truth truth equates to what we know inside ourselves that uh, that elevates that illuminates that that vibrates at a much higher place so we're so we're being told listen to facts based on fear versus listening to to ourselves based in love that's why i say you want to know how to operate go look at a tree go meditate go i guarantee every single person listening to this podcast your life will be drastically different if you honestly take the time to go stare at a tree and meditate for an hour every single day and just look at what they do listen to nature listen to the birds the the trees invite the birds to come rest with them they are the most open vulnerable structure on this planet and if you if we saw a tree with branches like bent up trying to protect itself, we would say that's weird. That's not normal. Well, it's the same with a human being, guarded, shielded. It's not normal. You know what's normal? Freedom, living, loving, light, goodness, joy. Those are normal. Sadly though, we're in a, a system where we have to wake up to that this is the normal and the system that we're playing, the game that we're playing is not It's not normal. And religion said, hey, play this system and you'll experience the good once you get out of the system. You'll get to a heaven or a Nirvana off this cycle. What a great way to keep people enslaved. Humanism says that the end of all being is the happiness of man, which you talked about, progress is happiness. So how do we be happy? We wake up and we have the power to say no and people pleasing based on conditional love. So why are people people pleasers? Because they've experienced conditional love and we all, there's not one person, one human being on this planet, seven and a half billion people on this planet Every single person wants to be loved. They want to be told they're okay. They want to be told that they're valued. They want to be held. Even the most burly man, if he was honest, deep down somewhere, that little child inside of them, their inner child wants to just be held. And you don't have to lift another weight. You don't have to run another marathon. You're just beautiful the way you are, whether you are ugly and deformed. I I teach younger generation. I talk about this to my wife and my wife and I do sometimes teachings together. I said to her early on, my wife's beautiful cover of uh, my wife is to me, the most beautiful woman I've ever laid eyes on. But I knew early on if she was burned in a fire and lived in a wheelchair, the rest of her life, I was in love with her, not her body. And if we looked at people like that, if you are burnt in a wheelchair, crisp skinned, and could barely function, you are still you. You are not your body. We must fall in love with the real person. And so many people are trying to per- perfect the facade. And then people realize, wait, this is not, <laughs> you're not who I thought you were. Wait a minute. I'm not who I thought I was. This isn't to... um Make anyone feel bad or lesser than this is, I'm, I'm trying to get people to wake up. The person you are is the person you lay your head down at night, the thoughts before you fall asleep. That's the realest you. That's the most you. That's you. The person that you don't have to be guarded, even if you go to bed with your wife every night or husband or whoever, you know, you're sleeping with someone else and you, you, you've had the mask on, all of a sudden you lay there, mask off. Some people's minds run wild. They can't sleep. They take something because they can't sleep. Yeah, because they haven't They haven't spent time with themselves. They haven't answered those questions that are running. They haven't really been They're present. are
0: living in fear. I mean – It is. It's all fear. I mean, if, I'm, if I'm camping out in the wilderness by myself with no weapons, no nothing out in the field with ten lions around me, I'm not going to sleep well at all. Like it's just – you don't sleep well when you don't feel like you're, you're safe. And a lot of people don't feel safe to be themselves because they haven't practiced being themselves or identified spending time with themselves. And yeah. um, it was funny because you talked about the big burly, the big burly man. Uh, he would love to be held. And, and I, I don't think it's Bob Marley, but it's definitely someone. I'm, I love reggae music and um, somebody in that, that realm was like, they're all, they were all a baby. everybody. Yeah baby at one point. So that big man was still a baby. He still yeah. needed somebody else. He was very vulnerable at that point in time. And um so for sure. And I think one of the things you other, other said, and I know we gotta uh wrap up here for your time and flow, fly through it, is I love yourself like you love your uh what'd you say? Love your neighbor like you love yourself. As yep. you said.
1: Yep. Yep. And
0: I think that that's beautiful. And I think one of the things that people need to practice every day is loving themselves first. I think we do it in the opposite direction. Uh, strongly, I can speak from my own experiences, you know, um, and not even myself, right? Like I, I was shown by my my parents is that you know, being you could be angry in the house, but then you could leave and be nice to somebody else, and and that's just asked backwards. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's it needs to start here, and I my whole twenties. I'm and I wanna I wanna preface this at least for the audience and for myself. I don't have this shit figured out. This is all the journey that I'm going on. The,
1: Neither do I. Yeah, we're all I, figuring I, it out. We're yeah. all
0: figuring it out, and I think that's the beauty of just sharing it along the way. Is like, hey, I'm I'm able to, you know, you talk about power, and to me, it's like, can I stand naked in town square? And still just be a happy guy, you know, that person may have got that figured out. And so it's like, how do I, how do I, how do I be that person where I'm like the tree? I say it like the tree is, and I just think that's, that's such an important part. And conditional love is such a, speaking on conditional love to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like myself and maybe a lot of people who listen to podcasts would resonate with conditional love being, Oh that's my spouse. They conditionally love me or, Oh, that's my friends. They condition Like they, again, they were moving it outside. And they, the question is I was riding the car to before this podcast with my, my son. And he said, um, this young lady was really bossy. And I said, yeah. And we talked about how he felt. And I said, you know, I said, do you ever think sometimes you're bossy? And I said, the reason I ask you is not to accuse you, but I think a lot of the things that we see in others that may bother us, might be something that we need to internally work on ourselves.
1: 100%, it's all a mirror. Everyone, you are a mirror to me. This conversation is a mirror. Everything's a mirror for me to reflect and see what I get to heal. And to love ourselves is not to like, treat ourselves well, self-care, massage. Those things are great. They're great. Are, they're <laughs> phenomenal, they're great, they are. The, the essence of self-love, to go back to those painful memories when we were children or adults, whatever the most painful memory was, and to tell yourself, as you now in the now moment, going back to that moment as a child and being the hero and the father and the mother and the unconditionally loving guardian of that little child and saying, I love you, I protect you, you're safe, you're beautiful, you're beautiful you are beautiful, you are worthy, you are worthy. And those that hurt you did not know what they were doing. That's why Jesus as crucified on the cross is written down as saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The very first martyr in Acts, Stephen cries out while he's getting stoned. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Our job is not to worry about another. Our job is to go in and heal and tell her inner child to say, you are safe you're safe, you're good, you're beautiful, you're worthy, whether you get all A's or all F's, you it doesn't matter, you are loved. So you go back and love your child as in now, the now moment, which is the only moment that exists, There's only reality, is now, 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 are points of consciousness on the stream. But you can go back and heal those so that you can reintegrate in a, la- in a state where you're no longer in a lack. You're no longer looking for external. And then when you come across people and they mirror something, you're like, oh, I have more to heal. Oh, this person's gossiping. So I talked to my wife and my children about this. In fact, I just had this lesson with my oldest daughter and we are being mirrored back to us what we get to heal. And the responsible leader says, awesome, I have more to go. The victim says, this happens to me. You did this to me. You are the reason I am this. No, I am the reason I am this. And I will change reality. And I will choose to heal so that others may heal. And that's what it's all about, brother.
0: I I love it. And I think people um, can really take a lot from that, just that little bit. If they take anything from this, just taking that to dive in a little bit deeper. And I wish people could... My, my hope for this is that they understand that and they, they understand that it's, it's if, you, if, if you're after power or if you're after freedom or if you're after both, they come from the same spot of exactly what we're talking about is going back and healing. I wish people could feel, um, and again, I, I don't live in that constantly. I've got my own things and they keep going and I, I kind of smile. When I realize that I'm frustrated, I, I just step back and smile because I have, a, I actually wrote down this quote. I was doing cold showers for a long time and. I, I would, I would, during the cold shower, just smile, like not laugh, not try and guess through it, but just open. Cause I would, I would say this quote to myself is let this be a reminder that life like this, 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 this now be a reminder that life is full of joy. Mm. It's All full of joy. All of it. All like, well, what do you mean? All of it, Kale? All of it, all of it. And I wish people could experience that when they hear the word yes internally, that that's the right place to be. Not anywhere else is gonna give you the right answer. Only, only you. And, um, and to really lean into loving yourself, not conditionally or unconditionally, just loving yourself first and foremost and figuring that out. And it doesn't come with rainbows and sunshine. It comes with thunderstorms. It comes with high tides and waves and crashing and friends leaving and people getting off your bus you have to be okay with that because you have to believe that there's going to be something else that's going to, that, that really, if you don't feel, if you don't feel hundred percent, you don't love yourself hundred percent, you're not in the right place for you anyway. That's you're right. Not, right you're not in the right place for you. And right. so um, move, move into that direction, everyone. What would be one piece of action at, or that, that people could go out and do today? I know you talked about a lot, but as we wrap up
1: here. man, so much, I would, just encourage everyone, truly, it's this is the third time I'll say it, to go spend some time and look at a tree and look at all the different types of trees and then ask yourself, what type of tree do you think you are right now? Are you a coconut tree? I heard a funny stat the other day, I don't recall how many, but people die every year from coconuts falling on their head. I'm like, that is so unusual. Isn't that like, what are the odds? That's like getting struck by lightning. People die from coconuts falling on their head, but There's a coconut tree. There's the alder tree. There's the deciduous tree. There's the oak tree. There's the evergreen fir. What type of tree are you? And you don't have to be, you don't have to remain that tree. You can evolve and be a new tree. You are whatever you say you are. And um, I'll leave you with this. Solomon said, life and death are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So, Speak life over yourself. Say I am good. Whatever follows, I am, follows you. So most people say, I'm an idiot. I'm this. I'm like, man, dude, you're cursing yourself. You're cursing your very existence. Say, I am learning. How about that? I am growing. I am I am a student. I am a master. I am good. I am lovely. I'm worthy. Whatever you want to say, but I have a practice every day as I say I'm a loving, kind, powerful leader, I'm safe, I'm loved, I'm free, I'm abundant, I'm powerful. I am I am a creator. I am, I am whatever. I mean, I just go off and I just stay in that place. And, and it's a contemplative place to be in it all day long. Even when I'm in meetings, sometimes I feel like, whoa, I wasn't prepared like I thought. Or I didn't see this coming. I remember myself, oh, huh, it's all good. I'm a loving, kind, and powerful leader. I can handle any situation at any moment, any time. Everything is an opportunity for me to grow and step more into myself. So what I would lead people with is go meditate on a tree, ask yourself what type of tree you are, and then you get to be whatever you want to be. You get to be whatever tree you want to be. It's all in what you say you are. So go out and live and wake up, wake up and have fun. Have fun, be Neo, have fun in this game. Start to learn how to fly in this game and, and realize that all of it, the thunder, the lightning, the sun, the, all of it, it's just fun. I wouldn't wish what I went on, What I would not wish, my childhood experience on any soul on planet earth however there's people have gone through worse and the people who have gone through what they've gone through just have a great capacity to love more and to love more people so take everything as a gift take everything as as the opportunity to just receive more love so that we can give more love that's what i want to leave people with brother
0: I love it, man. And I appreciate you being here. And I encourage everyone to uh, follow you on Instagram. I know you have a Linktree account there that they can look up everything that you got going on and just encourage, just spend more time with you. Um, Cause uh, I believe that you got love for them and that you, that's what this is all about. So I appreciate you brother. And Thanks, until next brother.
1: time. same, Same. Thanks man.